For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. You're listening to the PRO Media Network. The next level in entertainment. Let's go, baby, from the top. One, two, three, three, four, four, Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. And we have intense, entertaining, educating, enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q, and you're now rocking with the sports coma podcast 396. And for those who don't know, we are the number one independent Saints podcast in the land, baby. Who that to you? What's going on? Family podcast 396 is, is in effect. It's underway. And in today's podcast, I'd like to thank all of the great and wonderful who that's both new and established to the show. Thank you guys for joining us here on the Sports Coma. If you're new to the podcast, welcome family. We are diehard black and gold believers, diehard fans to the core, ride or die Saints fans, whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. And we ask you here at the Sports Coma to join our family by subscribing, hitting the like button, the notification for future shows. And I promise you, you enjoy the experience getting in podcast 396. We'll talk about on today's podcast. Day five events that happen at the camp. We'll break that down today. Observations from camp in day five. Of course, Wednesday coming up. Saints get a bit of a break here. <laughs> Maybe we get a bit of a break, too. But uh, the Saints get a break on Wednesday. But today's day five was pretty actually pretty good. We'll give you a breakdown on that. Of course, the latest moves the Saints had today as well. Picking up a former two lane running back after missing out. He get one Washington running back after missing out on another Washington running back. Saints put a couple of players on IR and a couple of players out the door. We'll cover that today. We'll talk about, you know, we'll hit you with some some information dealing with the the judge situation, the Saints versus the NFL. It was a lawsuit that was supposed to be uh, that was going on this week in the state of Louisiana dealing with the NFL and the fact that they didn't run the game back. Misrepresent, misrepresentation, as you will. We'll go over the case. 
give you a breakdown of it as the judge rejected the case, threw it out. So chalk one up another one to the NFL as their endless coffers of money and payoffs and everything else. If they just keep winning, baby, in the courts, you know, everybody owing 100, the NFL, one million and oh, in the court system is the fans can't can't seem to get justice in that regard. And I would like to give a big shout out to A.J. Klein. A.J. Klein is not a secret here. A.J. Klein is one of my one of my favorite Saints players. Stand up guy. Excellent player. We appreciate A.J. Klein. And I like to give him a shout out for um, his adoption and also the, the birth of his baby girl. Big shout out to A.J. Klein doing it big. Uh, continue to do it big. So big, big shout out to AJ and we're going to do a little something else today. As far as the interviews are concerned, we got coach Peyton chiming in on days, five events. We also have Traquan Smith and everybody's favorite young safety slash cornerback prospect called Chauncey Gardner Johnson. He'll chime in and he'll be a guy we'll hear from today on the show as well. So without further ado, let's get right on into it. On the podcast, as we covering Saints Day five observations and third down situational work, and we're gonna go over here. Now, the first set of eleven on eleven team drills features a heavy dose of inside running and later stages of practice saw more passing as the Saints worked on situational football through the morning. And with five days of work in the books, the Saints had, a, you know, with a break coming up Wednesday, had a pretty physical physical practice now participation at the practice michael thomas wasn't there safety marcus williams and running back latavius murray rookie offensive lineman Derek kelly and wide receiver deontay harris were not there we already know what's going on with michael thomas none of the other guys were disclosed uh we do know a little bit about Derek kelly we'll break that down later on in the show not mike thomas missing his fifth straight day of work seeking that new contract of course now williams and murray missed the second day they ain't say what it was undisclosed and defensive back Chris Campbell and Janarius Javarius Buck Allen were absent. And we'll go over that in just a second. We'll break that down. Now, defensive back Terrell Williams, who came over from the 49ers, was on the field after leaving Sunday's practice early. It's good to see him on that big safety, 6364 safety. Um, so the JT Green and the TJ Green, another guy that the Saints picked up. Uh, what a few days ago they like those big safeties giving them an opportunity to see what they can do as far as injuries are concerned to the offensive line they've been pretty much healthy but we had a big issue came up uh, into today's cap as Taron Armstead had a scare now late in practice he's you know he was starting at the left tackle position he limped off to the sideline what would appear to be some type of injury now it was during the 11 on 11 drills he went to the ground then they had a bunch of players and trainers immediately got around him to see what was going on. After a few minutes, Armstead, he got well, got up without anybody helping him and appeared to walk away without a noticeable limp. He eventually returned back to the line and was able to do some stuff. So we got to keep Armstead. I joke about it, but we got to keep Taron Armstead's ass healthy. You know, we don't need all this, this stuff, him falling around and getting hurt. So it's good to see that he was able to kind of get back up and get back into the get back into the practice section so this come on Terron, stay healthy man we need you on this run 
Also, we had a bit of good passing going on as backup Teddy Bridgewater made some nice deep throws on the seven on seven drills with connections with Trey Quine Smith, who had a pretty solid day of practice. Uh, tight end him and, Ta- and Dan Arnold. You know how I feel about that guy. Bridgewater also connected deep with LaJard Humphreys, who made a little noise today. Taysom Hill got into action. He threw a few really nice passes to Traven Durrell, who's back. He snatched the ball out there before going to the ball. Josh, I mean, to the ground. Tight end Josh Hill got, he had got a, a more than a few reputations, a repetitions today. As he showed, he's improved his blocking, but people forget that Josh Allen, even though right now he's one of the best blockers this, as far as the tight ends goes, the Saints have. They forgot that at first, before he developed his hardcore blocking skills, he was a really nice catcher of the ball as well. So he's showing, catching a, a couple of nifty passes on the sideline. He secured a juggling ball and maintained both feet inbound. So Josh Hill always knew how to catch. He was a guy that was, that's why he caught Sean Payton's eye. He was a guy that knew knew how to catch the ball. He added that blocking part. Now he's becoming one of the, one of the, you know, the most solid version of himself that I've seen since he's been a saint. You know, we in at one time they were expecting him to become the future heir apparent to the tight end position. It didn't happen, but maybe, maybe now that he's behind Cook, we can see the best version of Josh Hill come forth uh, for the Saints coming in this upcoming season. Here and 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 moving to the secondary group. Now, we want the secondary or the cornerback safeties to get more interceptions last year. I mean, this year coming into this year we need more 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 picks so if the defensive line is, is providing a push and the defensive linemen are pushing or pass rushing the quarterback either even if they're sacking him or getting to him to force him to make throws early we need our safeties and cornerbacks to come up with interceptions and turnovers when the guys don't get to him with the sack the pressure should create turnovers and the Saints got to capitalize on it as if the defense wants to improve in that aspect. But what we've seen today, as far as that got going, is the defense really got after the, the got the best of the offensive line today and forced a bunch of early throws in which Eli Apple, who's having a terrific start in camp. A lot of people was disrespecting Eli Apple last year, saying he was garbage and all this kind of stuff. I covered it on the show. And I kept telling everybody, the damn man just got in in the, ha- in the middle of the year. What do you expect? He doesn't know it. Imagine if he started the full season off. As you can see, he's getting really acclimated to the same scheme now, having a really good camp early. He had a, a couple of pass breakups during today, and he was joined by rookie uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Ken Crawley, who almost had interceptions off Teddy Bridgewater, who continues to be off and on. Now, the defensive line, like I said, they were looking really good. They pushed the pocket, especially with Malcolm Brown. He was a guy. Now, I said this before several shows that Malcolm Brown is good at pushing the pocket from the interior. And he was tearing it up today as he's a very difficult guy to block. I said it. I said that. And you look at the tape. He he he's a really difficult fellow to block. And he causes problems on the interior offensive line. That's just what he does. Now, the center update. Let's switch on that. As Eric McCoy, the guy I called the Saints future uh, or the current going to be the first, the, the starter of the center position for the next 10 years for New Orleans. He got most of the work in the starting unit with the 11 on 11 drills and they moved Easton back to the backup center and Cam Tom, Cameron Tom worked at the right guard position. I told you McCoy is going to take over the spot and when he gets it, he's going to lock it down for the next 10 years straight up. Left practice today, rookie tight end. Alizé Mack, who was looking pretty good, him and rookie wide receiver Emmanuel Butler, who had an injury last week, then 
past the physical and then came back to practice. He was having a fantastic practice. He left the practice field before the complete conclusion of the practice today. We don't know exactly what that is, but he still was looking impressive, but, but, but appeared to get hurt during the seven on seven, seven drill. He slid attempting to make a catch, then went to the sideline where he received attention from trainers. So he might've kind of, must itself up or something. We'll keep an eye on uh, Emmanuel Butler as he walked away on his own power. So very interesting in today's camp. Now the play of the day, oddly enough, while Emmanuel Butler was commanding the attention, second year wide receiver Keith Kirkwood, and I kept asking the fam, what about Keith Kirkwood? Well, my Keith Kirkwood guys, the story around the story, of course, we know about Mike Thomas's contract issues. But the story behind the story is the fact that the Saints put Keith Kirkwood in that position while Mike Thomas' deal gets done. You know, I was saying that. He is starting opposite of Teddy Ginn Jr. while Mike Thomas is out. That is very, that is that says a lot for Keith Kirkwood. He continues to have a solid practice, even though guys like Emmanuel Butler and Sammy Cobbs Jr. get most of the, the attention from the media. Kirkwood stepped into the spotlight with a head-turning, a gym during the seven on seven drills when he just burned the absolute piss out of PJ Williams, who was in tight coverage. The ball was thrown near the sidelines and Key Kirkwood jumped in the air, had Williams draped all over him and still made the catch. Just burn. This is just what PJ Williams gets done. Just burn. Just gets burnt toast, burnt toast. Him and King Crawley before you walk it. Well, that'll be the end of the day five uh, update. Pretty good, man pretty good as the Saints are having pretty solid camp as it stands now before we continue with the rest of our news items let's see what that old ball coach Sean Payton had to say about today's practice here the coach um, we waved injured defensive back Chris Campbell and then running back Buck Allen uh, is on injured reserve right now so we're still at our 90 count any questions what do you like about Rob Kelly well, look, the film we've seen on him has been really good. We're familiar with him, obviously, because of where he played. He was injured last year. We had him in for a workout. He was heavy. I think one of the things he battles is his weight. I feel like he's in better shape after the workout yesterday. Um, but when we, there's been a limited exposure, but it's been good. And uh, so hopefully we'll get a chance to see more with, with him at the, the better weight. He did not. Yeah, he didn't look heavy today, though. Right? No, no, but... But the last time he was in for a workout, he was 15 pounds heavier than he is right now. So uh, we felt like he was in much better shape. What do you think kind of the effort, the, the practice today? thought it was good. It was third down for the first time. So, uh, you know, we went through quite a bit of the third down, um, situational down a distance. Uh, again, I thought they handled it pretty well. We'll look at the film and, and you know, try to get on the corrections here. What was enticing about picking up Craven again to come back to the roster? Well, Look, he's familiar with what we're doing. We were down number numbers-wise. Uh, he's been training. And we felt when we released him, there was a good chance there'll be a, a day like today where we were going to be able to bring him back. And so, fortunately, we were able to. What would you say is special about Keith Kirkwood? Does he have some Marcus Colston in him? Um, yeah, I mean, relative to, I would say, number one, he's, he's got good size. He's smart. He's very smart. Um, and I would say he's consistent. You know what you're going to get, and I think Marcus had some of those traits. Coach, how did this uh, group of returners that's competing compare to the ones you had last couple of years? I know that's, that, no, that's a good question. Um, we'll see. You know, without having had really the, the firsthand exposure to him yet, um, that's something I, we're paying attention to. So, 
uh, you know, I'd wait and reserve judgment until we get a chance to see him really return in, in, in some game situations. But, uh, you know, it's to be determined right now. A punt return spot, you said, is a little more... Um, yeah, in both areas. I, I don't know that we've, we've just penciled in someone that we think is going to be our our starting guy there. So, you know, we've got a handful of guys competing, um, and we'll get a chance to look at him. I, I know Alvin could go back there and, and play in either role, um, but more importantly, who else, you know, can help us in that area? That's Coach Sean Payton family talking about a lot of stuff dealing with Captain Dan. Please, Coach, please, whatever you do, do not put Elvin Kamara back there in the, in the special teams. Please don't do it, man. He's doing enough. He the feature back on the Saints offense. Find somebody else to help you in the in the special teams game. For for goodness sake, Deontay Harris, Cyril Grayson, uh, even Austin Carr. I mean, if you got to bring another guy in who's known for his special team abilities, do that. D- don't use overuse Elvin Kamara, please. And that's something that I've always said. Stop. Don't overuse him because if he gets hurt on special teams, he, losing Elvin Kamara and taking him out of the offense and not having a viable guy that can do what he do to at least take half of his plays you know what i mean that he what he brings it's just please don't don't over abuse his minutes and play him in the special teams room for goodness sake we got marcus Shrells, we got deontay harris we got cyril grayson if that's not enough go find somebody please don't use it i'm sorry i get that but i had to address that one but what the coach was basically talking about before the when he first started the interview was the fact that the Saints. Uh, today announced that they have signed running back Robert Kelly. Now, Robert Kelly is a former, we're going to, you know, a former two lane running back. We're going to get into his accolades in just a second. They signed Robert Kelly wide receiver Traven Durrell returns and they terminated the contracts of running back Buck Allen and defensive back Chris Campbell. Now, Buck Allen signed a four year deal with New Orleans. He was terminated. Uh, his contract was terminated. He's no longer with the team. And defensive back Chris Campbell was undrafted guy. Now, Robert Kelly, six foot two, two hundred and thirty pounds, originally was signed by the Washington Redskins as an undrafted free agent back in 2016 out of Tulane. Now, he's from New Orleans. He prepped at O'Perry Walker High School and played in 24 games, had 16 starts with the Washington Redskins. He carried the ball for 234 times for 906 yards, almost a four yard and average carry. With nine touchdowns, he had 16 passes for 100 yards with one touchdown. And he enjoyed the most productive season as a rookie in 2016 when he played 15 games and nine starts, had 168 yards for 704 yards. I mean, 168 carries for 704 yards, six touchdowns, and caught 12 passes out the backfield for 82 yards. He had one score, and he led the team in rushing that year. Now, also, the team did bring Traven Durrell back, who it released early in the season. Now, Traven Durrell is healthy again, 6'2", 207 pounds, originally signed as an undrafted uh, free agent by the Saints back in 2017 out of LSU, a Brobridge native. He was on the practice squad during the 2017 season, spent the entire 2018 season on the injury reserve for the Saints, and was a three-year starter at LSU from 2014 the 2016 after redshirt and as a freshman he played in 46 games had 30 starts and finished as the collegiate career finished his collegiate career with 100 receptions for 1716 it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. that's zero atm fees zero balance requirements and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early open your account with just 25 dollars and see how big zero can be 
Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Y'all, it's in 13 touchdowns, so it's good to see Traven Durrell is back with the team and Robert Kelly, a hometown brother, is now playing for the New Orleans Saints. He called it a dream come true. And now I'll give you a little information on Robert Kelly and what he is. This is the guy that runs with power. This is one of those very crafty power runner. And is he better than Buck Allen? I would say he's better than Buck Allen. He's a little little bit nifty, very difficult to bring down, carries the ball well. Six foot two is good size for a guy. Two hundred and thirty pounds is pretty heavy. Ken, you can see he had a little production catching the ball out the backfield, but he's a bell cow. You know, he's a guy that can come in and make things happen. Is this a depth sign? Is this a depth sign in meaning it will he challenge the backs behind Elvin Kamara and Latavius Murray? you know, uh, Dwayne Washington is there. Buck is gone. He was the most experienced of them. But you got to look at Robert Kelly now as perhaps challenging or one of the top pick for that third running back position behind the the big two of Latavius and Elvin. Got to look at it now. And Trayvon Durrell joins a heavy list, a very heavy list of very solid players in the wide receiver room. Going to be a very difficult time to make the team, but it'll be fun watching those guys ball and moving forward. But like I said, Buck Allen no longer with the team. Um, kind of thought, you know, this didn't know what to make of the Buck Allen deal. You know, he was a veteran guy, but the Saints have been looking, man, at trying to address the running back position. We knew Buck was out. I kept saying something wrong. Buck Allen, they're looking at running backs. Buck Allen must be hurt and obviously is because the Saints terminated his contract today. Now, they were looking at Theo Reddick. Alfred Morris decided to sign with the Cowboys, who they had him at, as a possible visit. So with his signing, you could possibly say goodbye to Theo Reddick, who's looking to get paid. And I don't think the Saints want to give him that kind of money. So that's a little background information on some of the Saints' latest signings. Now, before we continue on with the rest of our news items, let's hear Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Actually, the guy's got Trey Quan Smith uh, queued up. Let's see what he got to say about camp. Here's Trey Quan. So that's, uh, I feel really comfortable with that. You know, I had an opportunity to uh, get to know that in uh, mini camp and OTA. So I feel real comfortable with that versus last year where I played primarily the Z. Now, you know, I give myself an opportunity, you know, to get on the field more. Do you find yourself thinking less out here and more doing because you're more accustomed to everything now? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You know, um, I don't have to think about my splits anymore, you know, when I'm running out there. I already know, you know, based off of some play calls, what, what my split's going to be. So I feel way more comfortable, which allows me to play it at a, a 100% instead of, you know, versus last year I was playing at 80 because, you know, I'm, I'm not knowing what to do. Uh, I'm sure about what to do. Knowing what you know now and what it takes to compete at a high level throughout a regular season, what do you emphasize in training camp to, to make yourself better for the grind that's coming? Uh, one of the biggest things I say is, is to com- it's just compete all the time. You know, you're not going to come out here and the DV just going to 
you know, it gives you leeway. You got to compete every day because in their room, they talk to, uh, you know, your job is at stake at any moment. So you got to compete all the time. So that would be the biggest thing, just being out here to compete. You know, you compete at the very best and you give your very best. You're going to uh, have good results at the end. Traquan Smith talking, man, talking real good here, man. I like how he sound. And notice when we was making observations last year about Traquan Smith's game, I kept saying to myself, Traquan looks slow. He looks scared. He looks, he looks unsure. He looks like he's hurt. He looks like he's uncomfortable. That was some of my observations I was making. And, and I was looking at him and then looking at the play of undrafted rookie at the time, Keith Kirkwood, who was totally fluid, who looked like he was born to play the position. I mean, he looked like he was the draft pick. And Traquan looked like he was the undrafted guy. You know, it was just the comfortability that I seen in Kirkwood. Traquan Smith in practices, I've seen a few practices with him. He does, his body language does say he feels, looks more comfortable. Let's hope that comfortableness that he has now can contribute to production on the field. The Saints gave him opportunities last year, and the best he came up with was 20-something-odd catch performance. Last year, through 15, 16 games, that's unacceptable. You must show up and play. You're a draft pick. You got to get your ass out there and show up and, and show up, show out. Bottom line. But anyway, that was Traquan Smith. And it's just great, man. It's just great seeing some of the things Saints doing, some of the moves the team continue to build, 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 build. Now, before we play our last interview, I want to go over the, the latest case of the lawsuit filed that was tied to the Saints-Rams playoff NFC Championship game. This is the latest. We had a lot of high hopes on this one, but then the judge rejects the lawsuit tied to Rams and Saints playoff game. Now, the last three federal lawsuits against the NFL all uh, over the failure to call a blatant penalty in a championship game have been dismissed by the U.S. District Court judge in New Orleans. The dismissal leaves one state court lawsuit over the no call still alive in Louisiana state court. We'll see how that fares out. Now, at the center of all the lawsuits is the failure to flag the cornerback Courtney Roby for his helmet. The helmet hit on Tommy Lee uh, with a pass in the air at a critical point. The Rams won to advance. Now, the judge Morgan said Tuesday that the class action lawsuit against the NFL commissioner, Roger to get the Goodell, the chump and three game officials and the NFL's vice president in charge officiating Morgan rejected arguments that people who bought tickets to the game were entitled to damage payments on the Louisiana civil code. Now ticket purchases who followed the suit said the NFL and game officials in effect broke a legal promise that the game would be played fairly. And that if an unfair act occurred, that Goodell would under a league rule remedy situation, perhaps by reversing the game's result or by rescheduling all or part of the game, the league empowering Goodell to take such action is in a promise. Morgan said the plaintiffs do not allege Goodell promised to reverse the game's result or reschedule the game. She wrote, now, quote, the representation is not sufficient to constitute an actionable promise because it does not manifest an intention to act or not act in a specific manner. Listen, here, judge, let me tell you something. You're wrong on this one. You're wrong on this one. That was a, a travesty and, and Goodell should have made it right. His only reason for not making this error right was the fact that he said it would cost too much money to reschedule or push back the Super Bowl at least another week so that this game could be played. So you can miss me with all this legal mumble jumble about he not making his promise. A, a good commissioner would have seen that Travis did happen and would have did something about it. He had the power according to the league rules and the bylaws of the NFL agreements. 
In their rule books, he had the power to then replay the game, but ultimately disappeared for two weeks up until the Super Bowl, then made a appearance, wouldn't receive any, wouldn't receive any questions on a comment and totally just just screwed the, the, the black and gold people. Just screwed us. You know, once again, that's why Goodell is hated. That's why every time he gets up to the podium, they boo him during the draft. He is a chump. He is trash. He's garbage. He's a clown. And I won't even call him a clown because to call him a clown would be disrespectful to all professional clowns across the world. So he's a chump. He's a jerk. And once again, the rotten NFL tied to this case dealing with these with the with the commissioner wins again. So we got one lawsuit there. Hopefully. We can get that done. Now, the federal lawsuits, all of them were dismissed early this year. And those suits were originally filed in state court. But the NFL succeeded in having them removed in federal court. They got all eight judges to come out there and pull the suits. Now, one lawsuit over the game survives in Louisiana court. And attorney Antonio Lamine crafted the suit to keep the NFL from having it moved or by eliminating the damages he sought, which he repeatedly said he would go to charity to 75000 That's why it stayed uh, in the state court, because if he went over that amount, it had been placed in federal control, which the NFL has all of them guys on the payroll. He got them all. How do you how do you lose so much? How do you keep mo- losing that many cases in federal court and the NFL just keep winning over and over again if they don't con- if they don't control it to some degree? It just stinks. It absolutely stinks. You know, you can see I'm kind of uh, upset about it. But this one here, when Antonio Lamine crafted the suit so the so it can get to the federal court where the NFL has control. Now, a state judge this month refused to block the suit and on Monday said set it for September for questioning Goodell and the game fish was under oath. League attorneys still could appeal. They will appeal. They will appeal and ask for and try to move it to the federal court where they got the power. But I just this this guy, Mr. Lamine, knows it knows what he's doing. So all the who that's all the black and gold people in the world get behind Mr. Lamine as we see what's going on underneath the NFL cover dealing with these games. That's the bottom line. Dealing with why you ain't make the call. What happened to the officials? Were they disciplined? Did they you know, what was the, the action the NFL took against those officials? I know it's behind us and we got a new season, but this could set a president here. This could set a president in, you know, dealing with the NFL and how they are supposed to operate these games. You just kind of screw the city, the fans of this, the, the black and gold nation out of an opportunity to the Super Bowl and not compensate them with nothing. Well, you didn't get anything. We did, we continue to get screwed by Goodell. Anyway, before <laughs> I go on the spill, let me hit you with CJ. Uh, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson's thoughts on camp here. Been the biggest I guess, uh, learning process for you so far throughout camp? Knowing football, that's all. Just knowing what my assignment is and just going off of what I see, not just what I what I know. Um, what do you feel like the best part of your game is? Uh, being versatile and just being inside, sometimes being high in the middle of the field, sometimes being outside. But of course, they just line me up and just ready to go out there and compete. Um, how much pride do you take in you know, really every single rep and showing what you can do, whether you're guarding a receiver, tight end, whoever it may be? I take it personal when I mess up because if you don't take it personal, then you're in the wrong business. And I know it's not, you're not supposed to dwell on the last play, but I'm trying to go out there and be the best. I'm not trying to go out and be average. I'm not on the average team, so I got to do what I got to do. Do you feel like the, the competition and the veterans that you're playing with um, are making you better? I mean, it's probably one of the best teams in the league. You know, I, like I said, it's my first year. Well, it's my first couple months in you know NFL so but that being said I don't know much about other teams but I know watching the Saints football 
as I got drafted, you know that's part of a top tier team. So you know there's gonna be some top tier competition at practice. So if you get best work quality work out there, then you should be able to, you should be fine in the games. I don't know how much you read about this kind of stuff, but I mean, when, when they trade up to get you, they're drafting you obviously for a reason because they, they feel like you can make an immediate impact. What does that make you think about, I guess, just why they brought you here and, and being brought here for that reason? Uh, I mean, it don't really affect me now. You know, that was the moment. But right now, I'm here to compete and have fun. I have fun, compete, and do, do my job to help this team win and get to the Super Bowl because he's just a step away. So. And yeah, it's a, it's a blessing to be here. You know, it's a blessing to get traded up for. But once you get out here on that field, being traded up don't mean nothing to nobody. It's all about how you go out and execute your plays and go out there and execute on defense and talk to others and react in the locker room with others and react to coaches. Is that the best way to describe it, not just for you, but for this team, that it is a business-like approach out here? Uh, it's business, but also a family. You know, ain't no ain't no one guy worried about one thing. You know, everybody, everybody sees what's around the team. Everybody thought on what happened last year. But since I've been here, you know, the team, we ain't, nobody really talked about it. Everybody's uplifting rookies, you know. I hang with Cameron Jordan and uh, Craig Robinson a lot. And I'm just, I don't just hang with DBs. I hang with guys, you know, that actually help me. So being around other guys in the locker room, also, also offensive guys, it just shows that this team is more than just about just winning. It's about being a family. That's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, man. This a rookie talking like that. Don't seem like a rookie, does he? I mean, he doesn't play like a rookie either. I mean, you can see this kid. It's going to be something special for the Saints defense. He's talking really big. Like how the young rook is, 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 is conversating, man. I really love it, man. But this is our black and gold team this year. I'm glad to see the Saints addressing a lot of these moves. Moving and shaking, baby. Still one, still one very important piece of the puzzle that the Saints need to address. And that is, and of course, if you listen to the show, you know, I constantly say it over and over again. It is the third pass rusher position. Which one that position is, Q? The, well, it was what Davenport was last year where Alex Okafor started. But we need somebody there. Trey Hendrickson is showing a little fire. He got in a fight yesterday. Uh, but he's going to have to turn the fight up because, really, it's, it's his show. We got Wes Horton. We got other guys that's vying. But we really need to look at that third pass rusher position. Hopefully, Trey Hendrickson can step up and show what he can do and stay healthy uh, do, through camp. But we'll see as the Saints are really proactive, bringing in guys, guys getting hurt, bringing in more guys. Sean Payton really turning this thing. Him and Mickey Loomis really turning this thing as they look to try to add and build depth and get this team to the Super Bowl. Remember, the Super Bowl is in Miami, baby. It's in Miami. The last time the Super Bowl was in Miami, they had the black and gold down there, baby. We took our first Super Bowl there. Could it be a repeat of that time? I think so. The way the Saints are approaching this situation, Drew Brees, the seriousness and the, and the ferocity of how the black and gold administration staff is moving in favor of adding talent around this team. It's very fierce, very fierce. I love it. It's not as casual as has as it has been the last several years as the Saints are not waiting. They are taking the proper precautions and going on the offensive to add talent all around Drew Brees, the defense, and the special teams. Perfect. And I would say that is perfect. That is very perfect. And also, that'll do it for today's show. I'd like to thank y'all for joining us here on the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor. Subscribe. Hit the notification button. Hit the bell. Share the show with other like-minded Saints individuals like yourself. Just share the show. I'm Big Q. Thank y'all for joining us on the Sports Coma. 
We'll catch you next time. Remember, we live stream every Saturday at noon Central Time. Noon Central Time on our YouTube channel. Join us for live chat, live call-in as we break down the Saints. Who that? Peace. If you haven't heard the sports coma, this is what you're missing. Check out the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. I'm a Saints and Pelicans fan, so the only podcast I can get my fix is the sports coma with Big Q. The guys intense, funny, and they always keep it real. Check out the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. Embrace Pet Insurance is more than just pet insurance. Embrace Pet Insurance promises to provide genuine support and certainty when your pet needs it the most. With personalized accident and illness policies, compassionate customer care, 24-7 access to veterinary professionals, flexible wellness plans, timely claims processing, and online customer portals, their values is what makes them embrace. So when selecting a pet insurance company as a partner in your pet's care, you deserve a company that has your pet best interest at heart. Get top rated and reviewed coverage for your pet today. Up to 90% back on bills at any vet, total protection, pet insurance and wellness, and dependable claims payments. Get the top rated and reviewed coverage for your pet today. Go to EmbracePetInsurance.com. That's EmbracePetInsurance.com. Check the link in the description section below. Are you a boxing fan? Check out Ring Kings Boxing only on the PRO Media Network. Sports fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love, unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by Fanatics, and autographed collectibles from today's biggest stars shipped directly to your home. Join Fanatics Rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and for a limited time, get 20% off all orders. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Hit the link below and rep the black and gold today. Who that? Do you need a domain name? About a host for your website that can work with WordPress. Try Namecheap.com. They make registering, hosting, and managing domain names for yourself or others easy and affordable because of the internet needs people. Namecheap is an ICANN accredited domain register and technology company founded in 2000. It's one of the fastest growing American companies according to the 2018 Inc. 5000. Celebrate nearly two decades of providing unparalleled levels of service, security, and support. Namecheap has been steadfast and customer satisfaction with over 10 million domains under management. Namecheap is among the top domain registers and web providers in the world. They offer a full selection of popular and unique domains along with fully featured hosting packages, SSL security certificates, who is guard privacy protections, and more, all at the lowest prices in the industry. So if you need a domain name or hosting or anything else, think Namecheap.com. That's right, Namecheap.com. Check the description section below for link. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. 
If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.